Welcome to the Florida Versus Podcast. You know, I got one for you. Holy cow! Am I coming in clear? I sure hope so. Welcome back to Florida Versus, another Friday installment of the podcast. I'm your host today and every day, Peter Murphy. Floridians, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Today, I have Coach Brian Kelly on the podcast. We met in Florida. He grew up in Indiana, so this is another Hoosier on the podcast. couple Indiana facts for you. I did not know this and I'm not sure who does because the other Hoosiers that I spoke with on this podcast never once brought it up but there's a place in Indiana a town called Santa Claus Indiana Santa Claus Indiana and in Santa Claus Indiana there's a street called Christmas Boulevard and on Christmas Boulevard there is a water park called Holiday World and Splash and Safari. So it's like a, a holiday-themed theme park and a Splash and Safari. So it's kind of like that the beginning scene in Nightmare Before Christmas where Jack Skellington hops in that tree and he can get transported into any holiday world and he gets to Christmas. That's what I picture here, except everything's wet. <laughs> Any other facts about uh, Indiana? What could possibly, what could possibly top that? Absolutely nothing. Uh, I think you'll enjoy this conversation with Coach Kelly, uh, Brian Kelly. He's from Shelbyville, Indiana, southeast of Indy. Very detailed, exciting conversation that we have. This might be one of my favorite episodes, and uh, just. To gain on the momentum of this being, you know, one of my favorite episodes, uh, I'm taking next week off. So, gonna take next week off from recordings, tinker a bit, make the podcast better for when I come back, gonna observe the 4th of July, so I encourage you guys to do the same thing. If for any reason you feel like you need to take a break, well, who's gonna stop you? Nobody. The only per- and the only person stopping you from enjoying this podcast is, I don't know, your boss if you're listening at home uh, or at work. I don't know. Uh, anyhow, wherever you're listening, stay tuned, enjoy, listen to Coach Kelly. I'll check in next week, uh, but they won't be full episodes. Anyhow, here you go. Okay, whoa, 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 what's the holdup? It's ad time. Oh, yeah. It's ad time. And let the good time roll. You know, since 2015, Totally Good Time has been making pop culture street style inspired by the 90s, 2000s, and niche entertainment favorites. Well, what do they got? Uh, how about bringing on Toro Sweatsuit? Check. Empire Records Staff Tee for Rex Manning Day? Check. New Girl True American Hoodie that features the design as the gameplay? One, two, three, four. Check. Now go ahead and check out all of the original pop culture goods over at totallygoodtime.com. That's totallygoodtime.com. And use code FLORIDAVERSUS15 for 15% off your order today. That's code F-L-O-R-I-D-A-V-S-1-5 for 15% off your order today. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Ad time. Do-do-do-do-do. Ad time. Oh, man. Another ad. Well, don't worry. This one will make you hungry. Margarita. Pepperoni Playboy, Guilty Party, Good Thing, Dreams Tonight, Beyond, Love, Smoke Signals, Neon Moon, Springsteen, Talking Backwards, Crude Copy, Breakneck Speed. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you haven't had one of Lucky Nick's Pizza's Sourdough Neapolitan Pizza Pies straight from their wood fire oven. And you are missing out. Go ahead and follow Lucky Nick's Pizza on Instagram. That's at L-U-C-K-Y-N-I-C-K-S-P-I-Z-Z-A. For the latest updates about their weekly mobile pop-ups in the SoCal region. It's Lucky Nick's Pizza. Nice little pizza, huh? Listen. 
<laughs> Alarming. All right, coach. Mm. Everybody gets a song. You got a fast car. <laughs> he did have a fast car at one point. He's from Shelbyville, Indiana. He's an educator. He's a producer. He's a coach. The one, the only Coach Kelly. Brian Kelly. Coach, how's it going today? Good, Pete. Uh, allow me to uh, allow myself to introduce myself. Well, anyway, <laughs> something like that. That didn't work out. But I will tell you, I'm very tired today, Pete. Uh, <laughs> oh, last no. night, I spent like five hours working on my muffler and my tailpipe. Uh, I had to replace them. So obviously today, I woke up exhausted. <laughs> You? No, listen, listeners, please don't tune off. Please, please keep listening, please. I promise. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'll cut down on the dad joke. Sorry, come on. You gotta give me some. Gotta come and give me a few props there. I. Uh, that is the only way to enter the chat. Uh, Coach Kelly, Brian, uh, pleasure to have you on the show. Now we know each other because you were uh, my high school soccer coach. Yeah, and we go back. Uh, to uh, Bishop Varel, Fort Myers. Uh, you came to Varel the same time I did, if I remember correctly, your junior year, correct? Yes. And before we get into plugs, I want to uh, clear up this story in my mind. You know, it's been a few years. I'm a little foggy. So I, oh gosh. Oh, okay. No. So junior year, you came, I, I transferred to Varel. You also transferred to Varel. Uh, where'd you come from? Uh, I came from Bloomington, Indiana. I was That's coaching right. and teaching at North High School. Um, for those that follow <laughs> you know, NBA basketball, Jared Jeffries played for the Knicks. He went to Bloomington North High School. Um, Sean May, who uh, won a national championship at North Carolina. Uh -huh. um, he, and I think he's an assistant at UNC or was until um, their coach just you know retired recently yeah uh, he was at bloomington north and i actually sean may i tried to convince to be my goalkeeper there because he oh, hung really? out with a lot of my soccer players i'm like here's this six nine behemoth can wow. you imagine it sitting in front of the frame he's like no nah, coach uh, i gotta focus on basketball i'm like come on sean play soccer with me in the fall you can do basketball in the winter <laughs> i'm near you because you look like a yeti but i couldn't convince him and so speaking of convincing people, so junior year, uh, we have a, a pretty good season. Then over the summer, uh, you, I don't, I, don't, I don't know who made this decision, but I was like, hey, I'm going to go to the IU summer camp, you know, soccer summer camp, which is, you know, basically where a lot of colleges do their recruiting or like, you know, kids go there and it's like, hey, you know, you get to put your eyes on uh, someone. It's kind of like a tryout in a, in a lot of ways. And I was really into TV production and I wanted to get into that class because it seemed like a lot of fun, but I don't think my grades were there. And then I went to the IU camp and then you were like, all right, well, you know, if you're going to go to this IU camp, then let me see if I can pull some strings. And you put me in the morning news, uh, the VNN, Viking News Network, Right? Is that kind of how it went? Do you remember? Yeah. And that, uh, see, less, I'll right? take a little credit for, uh, you know, your entertainment career starting. It I really was. was. It kind of was. And you know what? You're not the first, brother. I got a guy, <laughs> uh, when I left Varela, I went down to Naples High School and taught mm -hmm. TV production there. And one of my students there uh, just appeared on, uh, I think, The Young and the Restless, had a, like a little small role, and he's gotten some That's gigs true. in Hollywood. And I have another one that was in that class um who has done directing of lowe's commercials typically during the ncaa tournament with uh, jay uh, wright the head coach of villanova wow if you wow. see sitting there next to a guy from lowe's about hey you know making analogies basketball to cutting down a, a tree those are directed by one of my former students in tv production as well so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. good for them good for them more <laughs> back, back to me uh how how good was i at uh at the news and creating packages because i think you eventually had to fire me here we go no 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 i didn't fire you you're just bitter because i gave the <laughs> yes. uh, 
the TV production award to somebody else your senior year. Let, but no, here's the thing. You're clever. Here, here's thank you. Here's the thing. I was. I think. Here's what happened. I was on the morning news and the award that I got for being good at that was everybody knew me and I was voted homecoming king. But at the end of the year, there was like every class gave out like awards and not just like the artistic classes, but like math or like algebra yeah. two or something. And like everybody gets gave, a trophy. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> and you picked the most bland guy ever sean zadrovich <laughs> the t- the tall 12th man on the bench for the basketball team which you know he's apparently he lives in dc now and you know he's in politics good for him uh but and he could send some people out to take you out so be I careful know, i know yeah exactly but why did you choose him i don't even remember pete <laughs> i i don't know it's I, a grudge it's not a grudge that i hold but Oh yeah, right. Sure. You keep but it's just—it's it so interesting. It's just so fascinating to me. It's Maybe that's why I did it because <laughs> I wanted to you know, stir the pot. I wanted to light a fire under you. And now look, see, you're in LA. You're hosting this podcast <laughs> all because you were denied the TV production award your senior year in high school. That is why I did it. The podcast was always the goal, even uh, even in 2006. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> It's like I as long as like, for your listeners that yeah. uh, Pete was one hell of a goalie and <laughs> his senior year we went to the elite eight in the state mm-hmm. and uh, to get there Peter we had a uh, penalty kick shootout in one of uh, the levels of the state tournament and Pete saved I believe two shots that allowed us to advance and we got <laughs> like I said just inches away from the final four so I gotta give Pete some mad props with the soccer skills. I want to go. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you, coach. I appreciate it. Uh, I want to go back to that, but first uh, we've skipped it a little bit, but plugs do plugs up top, like Joe Buck and Bar- Brian Urlacher. Uh, so <laughs> plugs up top. That's just for you, coach. Uh, anything you. you'd like to draw listeners to, uh, to check out or take a look at. Yeah. Um, for anyone that, you know, ever would need video production, whether it's commercials, uh, promos, uh, YouTube channels being run. Um, I am the sales and marketing director for a video production company in Florida called Blue Box Digital. And our website is blueboxdigital.co, not .com. It's just .co. And um, the videographer and actually owner, Anthony Rivera, is just super talented. Uh, He's actually been hired by Amazon to shoot a couple wow. of their new facilities in Florida. Um, he, we did a uh, shoot for uh, a political action committee in Jacksonville and they were so impressed. They said, we might start flying you out to national candidates that need, you know, promos or commercials made when they start their campaign. So that's yeah, amazing. super talented. Um, and I, like I said, do sales and marketing for him. So like I said, if anybody's in this part of the country or, you know, has you know has the budget to fly yeah. us outside of florida we are willing to go uh, that's <laughs> blueboxdigital.co so Dot yeah that's really my how do you get a co uh, i guess um anthony told me website. at the time when he just started out it was actually cheaper to reserve the name with <laughs> .co than .com and since he's kind of already been doing it for a while he didn't want to switch it up even though he bought i think eventually the .com with that name, he said, I'm just gonna keep it the same way. And I should, you know, I should mention or plug, yeah, for any people out there in La La Land where you live, you know, <laughs> directors or producers are looking for an incredibly handsome five-year-old male to act or be in commercials. My son, I'm telling you what, he definitely didn't get his looks from me. Um, got him <laughs> off of my wife and our grandparents. But he's, uh, he was actually offered a um, modeling contract from a uh, place over in Miami. But my oh, wife wasn't on board with that. Uh, so well, she's passed. smart. She's smart for that. You don't want to go down that road. Of no, a, a modeling baby. No, no what okay. baby model? Come on, that kid's. Right. You look at look at the Olsen twins. Look at you know <laughs> anyone that's grown. You know, yeah. Anyhow, you can be a model. Just get the kid an Instagram. Oh, there you go. <laughs> kid, kid can be a model. Just give it its own Instagram. It's a model. Boom. There you go. Uh, all right, all right, that that'll work. But if anyone <laughs> yeah, is looking for someone that fits that, you know, that, that bill, just hit us up. Pat, Patrick, old Patrick Kelly, good model name too. 
It is, isn't it? Good acting name. I know. With a name like Patrick Kelly, you gotta have a strong jawline. Like that's <laughs> gotta, gotta be super Irish. I mean, it's obviously <laughs> major Irish. Super like super Irishman. Uh, okay, so Blue Box digital.co and your son patrick those are the plugs I yeah that's right I'm trying to get my son some some jobs <laughs> i love it yeah yeah he's got he's five he's got to start working yeah uh, he's got to so, earn his keep or he's out the door here why okay so back to bishop Vero. so you you went there uh or you started teaching there my junior year and we came in at the same time right. and my senior year why was it that I got fired from the news desk because I remember doing a couple of things. I, and I think it might've been a amalgamation of them all. Uh, my friend, Anthony wanted to ask this girl to a dance and I went off script and asked and like asked her for him. But also I did this video for like a fake serial. Heavenly called, O's, wasn't it? I think it was called Christ O's or something. Or no, Heavenly no, no. O's. It was okay. Heavenly O's. Well, okay, I remember it. do you remember it? What was it? Yeah. I forget. It was Heavenly O's, and I thought it was pretty clever. Now, just <laughs> because you got removed from the the anchor duties doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it came from me, <laughs> Peter, because there definitely were people higher up on the food chain in, in that private school than just me. Sure, sure. So can't blame me for everything. I get it. I get it. You were yeah. no, no, you were definitely <laughs> this is creative. It, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, it was, it was definitely a, a, a breath of fresh air, you know, to have, you know, somebody with your, uh, your timing to, to be doing uh, projects for our little VNN. I appreciate it. Well, all right, coach. Well, thanks again. Uh, also that senior year, it's, it's very, in, or very interesting things came up. Do you remember the Immokalee issue or the oh, Immokalee yeah. debacle? The Immokalee oh. debacle? Yeah, we, uh, oh, it's so I'm you're still... coaching us. You're coaching us. We've got what 10 seniors on the team, which is a lot. Uh, we are very promising. And like one of the teams that we play regularly is the team of Mockley. And we're, you know, this is kind of like build as, you know, they are, it's not quite Notre Dame versus Miami, but similar we were... analogy though. That's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Close to that. And we were very much the Notre Dame, you know, this is Catholic private school and like, a bunch of like you know for the most part like the kids there like privileged you know shitty kids uh and then <laughs> and you know and uh able to buy their way out of whatever uh which is you know another story entirely ask sean Hemmelstein about that uh, but <laughs> i know i know but uh but then there's the mockley who you know they love soccer just the same and there, you know, there was sort of like a rivalry. Do you remember? Tell, tell me what sure. you remember about that. Well, first of all, I remember when we played there, the, your junior year, my first experience going and we played at Immokalee. The fact yeah. that they had like their band playing yeah. nonstop. So, you know, in soccer, just like sometimes in basketball or football, American football, you got to communicate, you know, right. or like volleyball. And it was impossible to even hear yourself think because this yeah. band is just pounding on their you know their drums so loudly full and on band of, non, full band non-stop like yep. for, for all however long the game was yeah 80 minutes non-stop and then their pa announcer wasn't just saying you know yeah. goal scored by so-and-so or checking in he was doing the play-by-play -play oh over the pa like oh pass <laughs> goes, shot goes wide you know goal kick for i'm like oh it was just like in sensory overload <laughs> <laughs> and I've never before, or I don't think ever since experienced anything quite like that. Um, talk about a home field advantage. Yeah. Uh, that was your junior year. And then yes, yeah, senior year. Uh, you're right. We played them in the state tournament. It was a district championship. And in oh, Florida, wow. the, the winner goes on to the next round and hosts the loser of another district. Um, right. So Florida, if you run her up, you still get to advance. Um, where I'm from Indiana, that you, once you lose in the championship, you're done. Um, and so, yeah, we played them in the championship and we lost uh, just one nil, if I remember. Uh -huh. And another interesting point is that I think five of our starters were playing sick. They had like, uh -huh. like symptoms. I remember halftime we had guys you know when we circled up to talk about stuff they were on lying on their backs right. barely able to move um Oof. and so we weren't far from 100 percent health wise and we lost one to zero long story short well hold on this was the invitational tournament no i'm talking about the state, the state oh tournament. well because we i think we won that 
We didn't win the state tournament, but we won the district, and then we made it to the Elite Eight. Uh, see, because we played Cardinal Mooney. Am I thinking your junior or senior? Well, at we lost to Immokalee because there was like our invitational tournament, but we okay. lost them like one nil or something, or like it went down to penalty kicks or something like that. And yes, a lot of people were sick. But the big thing was we were all high school kids, right. 17, 18, you know, 14, 15. And didn't they have like 25 year olds on the team? Uh, I think 30, actually. What? Someone was 30 years old? Yep. It was unbelievable. It was a big scandal down here. And yeah, we didn't, it wasn't, it was a championship, Pete. Um, okay. It was okay. senior year because I remember like Justin Walsh, Tyler Goody, we're all part of that team. And we lost one nil and we still, that's remember we went to Jensen beach and played the next game as the district loser. Remember? We had yes. Yes. That, that was, was junior year. That was junior year. Okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it didn't come out until a couple years later that, yeah, there was, there were these adults playing and going to school. And once they found out they did the this right thing, the state Florida high school association basically took the championships, whatever they won and gave them to those that were runner up like us. So that kind of gave us the championship, like two years later after the fact, um, but yeah, 25 year olds, a 30 year old. And I remember their, their last center defender, their sweeper. I'm like, this is one of the best players I have ever seen. Turns out he's like 25 year old, you know, kid that's kid that's been playing nonstop for forever. Yeah. I mean, the least they can do is give back the championship for running, like, unless they're cops doing their own private 21 jump street. They're pro- <laughs> like, what are these adults? What are these adults doing in a high school? Uh, they're probably like dating. They were probably dating that's, people. That's the part that I thought was the creepiest is if I had a daughter, I'm like, and she were in the same hallways and classes with these guys. I'm like, oh, you know that? I would be irate. And here, the yes. story, I don't know if you know how it was discovered, Pete. Talking no, about please. small world. The, it was each school here and now around the country have like their youth deputies, you know, that are on campus. Um, and the one that they had at Immokalee at that time or maybe it was a year or two later, uh, was um, basically checking the cars as they were coming in. And one of the cars didn't have like a license plate. What? Um, like a headlight out or taillight. And he's like, hey, I need to see your driver's license. And the kid's like, oh, I forgot it, you know. And, and this deputy is like, well, bring it to me tomorrow. You know, I'm not going to forget. I want to see your license. Didn't bring it to him. So the cop started checking things out. And that's how he found out that this guy was not a kid at all and here's wow. the funny part pete and you may not know this because he was a freshman the year after you graduated mm-hmm. was the son of this cop he played at vero for me his freshman year his no name, way uh, yeah abernathy last name brendan abernathy his dad carrie was a collier county sheriff's deputy and he didn't do this knowing any connection that it would help the school that his son was going to play at in a year or so but isn't yeah, that he was just weird. You do yeah, a job. Was, he was just being a racist cop. Yeah, and it turned <laughs> out good, turned out good for everybody. Yeah, that's uh, that's absolutely terrifying. I didn't realize they were that thirty years old. That is yeah, unforgivable. And the um, principal who was this is another shoddy and yeah. shifty thing is in Collier County, Naples, Florida. You're not allowed to coach if you're an administrator. Um, and the Mockley principal, I think was like the assistant coach. And so I don't know how that, and he defended all this. He's like, well, you know, I, I think he, I don't, can't recall. I don't want to, you know, cause this is going to be broadcast. I don't know right. say for sure if he admitted he knew the ages, but I do know he said something like, Hey, you know, we, we owe it to these people to give them an education. I'm like, well, that's fine. But when they're of the right age, when they're 20, so that was their excuse. Like, hey, we're just trying to give them an education. Um, you know, uh, well, then, okay, don't let that them is, play sports. You know, that is so crazy. It was, oh, anytime I see that guy now or hear his name, I just cringe. Thank goodness that, you know, the, the county deputy did his job. Isn't it funny, though, Pete, in, in <laughs> so many times where criminals are brought down or people, you know, um, that are kind of skirting the law are brought down because of a busted taillight speeding yeah. or, or not having an updated driver's license and boom, you know, then the curtain 
is all this all this guy needed was a fake id and uh we wouldn't have been talking about it but that goes up there with some of the most uh ridiculous uh things to happen at you know around you know southwest florida that stealing uh the english test uh we can talk to sean hamilstein about that uh muffin in the cafeteria <laughs> stealing the muffin in the cafeteria Talk about that too well this it's is a whole uh, other podcast i know i know for those yeah well this is a bit of a hybrid episode because we've been talking about southwest florida uh right. and you know we, that's where we met but you are from shelbyville indiana and coach uh, i want you to take me there uh tell all right. me tell me Just, all about your hometown shelbyville indiana pretty small town mm-hmm. to quote john mellencamp <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of do song. you love do you love john mellencamp there? i like, do like john mellencamp okay. and Who you know it's funny his hometown everyone's like oh bloomington indiana he, he lives outside of bloomington mm-hmm. but he grew up in seymour which is like a carbon copy of shelbyville about the same size and it's about 30 minutes south of where i grew up so oh, wow. yeah he grew up in a town nobody's ever heard of outside of indiana called seymour nice. um but yeah we're about 25 minutes out southeast of Indianapolis, uh, where I grew up, and not a whole lot of <laughs> things to, to talk about. Farming community for the most part, um, like one high school in the actual city. You know, we had some county schools out in, you know, the yeah. farmland, um, but yeah, just your typical small town USA. So when you grew up there, what are we talking, 80s? Yes. So was this is what I picture. I picture when I'm talking when we're talking about Indiana in the 80s, I'm thinking of every dad thinks he's Bobby Knight, everyone's a farmer or knows people that work on a farm and people are so sick of looking at fields that they want to go play basketball inside of a gymnasium just to get away from the fields. Is that was that kind of the feel and was everybody sort of groomed to love basketball or to play basketball from a young age? Uh, yeah, for the most part, it's true. You know, basketball is kind of, uh, or Indiana's, you know, got a close association with basketball, uh, mm-hmm. Hoosier hysteria. Um, it was a one class tournament, you know, in Florida, we were just talking about districts and that's for years, it's been multi-classes, you know, the smallest schools and the medium sized schools and the bigger schools and the huge schools in Indiana it was one class until 97 was last year, a single class. And right. I was working my first, uh, my original degree out of Indiana university was broadcasting mm. and I was working at a radio station and I was announcing local high school games, yeah. uh, basketball and football. Oh, wow. And that last year that it was single class, people knew the significance, you know, from here on out, you know, it's not going to be just the local teams playing each other, regardless of whether one's got a thousand kids in it or one has 500. And the, the gyms were just packed. I mean, really? we're talking like college crowds for high school basketball. And it was like that a lot before they made it multi-class because then you would have a team, maybe same class, but 50 miles away that you didn't really have a rivalry with and, and or the people didn't want to travel 50 miles to watch their team so, play. So it kind of really, it kind of ruined, you know, what it was like. Um, yeah. And there was a book, a couple books. One uh, was written about the end of, of the single class tournament. And this guy happened to be following the team I was announcing for this. Really? Yeah. And um, there is a, a game, a tournament a college, or high school um, Christmas tournament. And we had a kid that eventually went on to play at Indiana State. He was uh, college. He was where Larry Bird went to school oh, wow. years before. And uh, he was an Indiana All-Star. His name was Michael Mincer. He was a short little dude, but man, he could shoot it from anywhere on the court. Great ball handler. And I think it was tied at, at the end of this tournament. Uh, and he basically got the inbounds pass, dribbled through like three guys and put up a, a you know running three-pointer and then hit it. Something, and I went... Wow bonkers like yeah oh my god yeah, yeah. i would love to hear that call yeah and it was mentioned referenced in this book no but kidding didn't, call, didn't mention me by name they're like oh an announcer for the for the game you know went bananas or lost his mind i'm like that was me why didn't you say brian kelly <laughs> give me some props in this published book but yeah it was uh who's your hysteria i mean literally you would drive you could drive today and look at these barns with just a rim no net and this is yeah. where people just shoot you know on gravel on on dirt Just anywhere yeah wow. i uh well radio gig eventually led me to doing tv at a small town in, in uh, indiana 
and I uh, had to do a couple uh, trips to French Lick. Larry Bird. Oh, okay. The hit from French Lick. Lick. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Larry Bird, yeah. Somebody drove me by his house he grew up in. I think yeah. at the time, this was like uh, late 90s, his mom was still living in it, and there it was, the basketball goal that he – used as a kid i'm like really get out and like touch that or you know <laughs> is that a like, hug is that like a graceland for a lot of people um not really because i don't think a lot it's really not many knew where it was i mean I they i think they kind of kept it quiet just to happen to be that the person that i was going over there with from our mm-hmm. tv station knew where the house was and knew how to find it but no that it was kind of it was pretty cool to see that but yeah basketball just a big part of the state there's no doubt um and uh you know bobby knight i was back at yeah. iu the year he got canned really? i went back to get my teaching license mm-hmm. in the year 2000 and i remember <laughs> listening on one of the local radio stations about when they announced it the campus was just going yeah. crazy and i'm like you know what I was living off campus. Uh, I thought maybe I'll just go check it out. So I drove to campus. Yeah. And they're burning the president in effigy. No uh, way. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he eventually, Miles Brand, became the president of the NCAA, the athletics. Uh, he passed away of cancer about five, seven years ago, but he eventually became the president of the NC2A wow. college after athletics after he was iu president and they were burning him in effigy and it was crazy because knight was an institution there yeah and so beloved throwing the chair across the court in the game against purdue our rival yes and i was just like taking it all in because i'm like this is kind of a momentous occasion and then when the cops showed up and brought out the German Shepherds, I was like, okay, Oof. I'm out. I've seen enough in person. Yeah, it Jeez. got pretty crazy. Um, yikes, yikes. And when I saw the dogs, I'm like, yep, time to get back in the car and head to my apartment off campus. How can you How can you describe to somebody that didn't grow up in Indiana about this essentially Mount Rushmore of legends like Bobby Knight, Larry Bird, Reggie Miller, uh, uh, and like how – important basketball is in the town and also you know uh, john cougar mellencamp would probably be on that uh, right. oh, wait who would be the fourth who would be the oh, fourth person on all that? right so bobby knight um okay so we're talking uh entertainment and sports no i'm just talking basketball mount rushmore for india okay. it's got to be i mean who who, who is Reggie who miller the yeah miller bobby knight uh-huh um larry bird okay and then who's the fourth yeah Ooh, fourth one that's a tough let me think. Uh, maybe Isaiah Thomas. He played two years at IU before he went to the pros, even though oh, he grew wow. up in Chicago. Isaiah is an IU alum. So maybe I, and he coached the Pacers for a few years, which uh, That's a weren't good very point. good years. Right. No, <laughs> Larry Bird. A great player, not a great, uh, talking about um, Isaiah, not a great coach. He went to, yeah. I think it was FAU, Pete, here in Florida. And he oh, coached there. And that was a, everywhere he went, it was a disaster. Um, yeah, he could, just couldn't shake Jordan not co signing for him, you know? Like he could, like he couldn't <laughs> shake getting left off the dream team for Christian Leitner, you know, like that, ha- that haunts topic. him. He's, he's, he's sour about it. Um, all right. Well, we were talking about traveling just, just a moment ago. And I know this is the most Florida thing you could do in Indiana. You told me that uh, once that you drove through a tornado. Is that true? Correct. Uh, it's funny. Well, it's funny. Um, it's scary. Was, it's like yeah. terrifying. I was just up in Pittsburgh last week with my wife's family and mm-hmm. talking about tornadoes. And my father-in-law said, we don't have them here. And I started thinking like, probably not. Cause they have so it's so mountainous and, and you know, tornadoes would really have a hard time cause they got to have open space to kind of roll through. And I, yeah. I never thought about that. There are a lot of hills and small, you know, mountain ranges in, in Pittsburgh that no, they probably wouldn't have them there. Oh, interesting. Um, so, but they're very common, not just in, you know, everyone always thinks of Oklahoma, Northern Texas, but yeah, in, in uh, Illinois, Ohio, um, Indiana, Ohio. <laughs> there aren't any songs about Indiana tornadoes like Oklahoma, no. where the wind blows, you know, sweeping down the plains or however right. it goes. Uh, um, and Pete, you also know my affinity and love for pop music. Um, yeah. That ties in with the story. Uh, okay. A buddy of mine and I were at a concert. It's called Deer Creek, which is 
funny in its own right because the amount of deer in indiana is ridiculous and that yeah another interesting story uh that's indiana specific um Mm -hmm. with a car i had so we're at this (laughs) concert you might have heard the band i'm not sure you know your your knowledge is not quite as deep as mine but (laughs) the band is called the moody blues the moody blues okay nights and white satin and some of those tracks yeah so like very like laid back chill environment Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah 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 And, is it um, yacht rock? Are they yacht rock or no? No, they they they're considered prog rock, progressive. They had a lot of keyboards yes. and nights and white satin. You know, songs sometimes that would go like seven minutes. Um, but yeah, <laughs> hey. like uh, kind of like yes was a prog rock group. ELO. Yeah, like sticks. They're like sticks, but like if everybody was on uh, prescribed medication. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Good analogy. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I assume you've heard of Knights of White Satin. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, let's see, I'm trying to think some of their other, and they had uh, Tuesday see? afternoon. Anyway, so we're at the show, yeah. and there are a lot of venues you've probably been to where they have the seats that have mm-hmm. the roof over it, and then behind those are just lawn seats, what they call yes. lawn, or just, you know, you pay the cheap seats. Right, um, right, right. I was in college, so I could only afford the cheap seats. This was early 90s, yeah. uh, where you basically just show up and throw down a blanket and you're that's your seat you know in the, nice. pit, in the grass and the grassy knoll oh man Get careful careful <laughs> forget I, I taught us yeah. history too anyway oh, right. <laughs> so we're sitting there and all of a sudden clouds are rolling in it's getting very dark and um it just came out of nowhere the storm and mm. so it started coming down in sheets and just really strong rain and they had the guards that stopped the cheap seat people from going down under you know, the overhang, yeah. the, the nice seats are, but once the sky is opened up, they're just like, whatever. So we run because we we're just getting pelted out there. And so wow. we came under the roof, um, to seek, you know, shelter from the rain, different band. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. done. Uh, and it got so bad that the, the promoters like, we need to stop the show. Wow. And, Moody Blues half, this was such great timing. Maybe it wasn't, it couldn't have been playing this way, but the, one of their songs is called I'm Just a Singer in a Rock and Roll Band. And so the, the promoter got on stage, grabbed the mic, and he's like, oh, the, you know, there's, her, there's strong storms, possible tornado watches and warnings going <laughs> on. So we don't know how much longer we're going to play. And then the Moody Blues said, hey, I don't care. I'm just a singer in a rock and roll band. <laughs> and then they started playing that song. And I'm like, what? Uh, so I, I think they moved that up on their set list a little bit to make it fit. I don't know. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. That's so, like Prince calling an audible in the middle of the Super Bowl. Like, you know, I'm right. doing Purple Rain right now. Yeah. Let's get some uh, rain. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so that's happening. Do they can do they play they beyond that? Okay, now, they stop. But maybe okay. one more song. It just got really bad. So, yeah. my friend and I are like, okay, the show's over, and it's just like a mad rush to get to your vehicle. And yeah. the the parking lot essentially is just an open field. Um, yeah. It's not like a cement, you know, uh, true parking lot with you know paved and in concrete or whatever. Yeah, it's Indiana. <laughs> Everything's a field. It's a, it really it seems is. Like everything's a field or a basketball uh, arena. Hoop. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> sometimes true. both. Sometimes both. When this when you're true. describing basketball hoops in uh, in Indiana, I'm thinking like they're on. Uh, it's like it's like a, a a tennis masters tournament. Like they could be on blacktop. They could be on pavement. They could be on clay. They yep. could be on grass. And is, with, is that's the real pretty deal? Pretty much with a, wow. a peach peach basket hanging from you know um, a wooden backboard wooden slab yeah it doesn't matter i love um, it and you so, still see some of those old timey you know um rims on these uh barns that are probably 50 60 70 years old it's really it's really amazing that's why so, so many great shooters amazing. came from indiana rick mount who played for purdue uh steve alford um, okay who coached ucla and played at iu he grew oh. up just shooting hoops in his backyard and you know non-stop that's all they did so there's a mad rush from this concert yes, to mad the rush. field at the time i had a my first car a 1978 buick regal this is oh, a car man. that was still made of steel that's a plexiglass it was yeah a beast. That's it, a but boat. it was yeah this is when they started trimming them down a little bit where they weren't like limousine sizes um but it was sturdy it was a big was it bench bench seating or no it was 
Oh man, that's so cool. That is so cool. It was, yeah, it was kind of a cool car. And so, but it was a college car and it was older at the time. It was like, what, 11, 12 years old, but had helped us. And I always, at that time in high school, college, we would just play a game sometimes called home run derby. You know, we take pen- tennis balls in, in aluminum bats. Yeah. <laughs> we go to some field, again, a field, everything's a field. <laughs> home run derby and just, you know, it's fun. Um, so we happen to have some aluminum bats in our car and everyone's wanting to get out of there. And it's like a hourglass. So everybody's trying to squeeze through that little oh, opening wow. at once because this storm is getting vicious. And so my buddy took one of the aluminum bats out and he's laying out the passenger window waving these aluminum bats at all these expensive cars and suddenly it's like moses in the red sea everybody's just partying because here comes a 78 buick regal with a crazy guy waving aluminum bats and that got us to the front of the line baby uh, <laughs> do that with a nice expensive car and so wow yep so we get out of there we get on the highway that loops around indianapolis called 465 we're driving along and i got the radio on and you know there's tornado warnings and there's a place called fall creek it's very low-lying area and all of a sudden i look to the right and you hear the stories and it was a green glow in the sky coming towards us and it did sound like a freight train i mean everything you hear is exactly right what what you know what they said in the movie twister uh is true and i'm like okay and so i'm trying to it's coming perpendicular. So I'm like, if we just hit the gas and go faster straight, it's going to miss us, you know, but then everyone's on this highway leaving the concert. And because it's raining cats and dogs, everyone's going like 10 miles an hour. So I'm trying to pass because I see what's coming and I couldn't, and there wasn't much of a shoulder on either side. So we're kind of sitting ducks and (laughs) my buddy looks at me like, all right, this is the end. And it comes overhead. And I know that, this was a tornado for a couple reasons. One, yeah. I'm trying to turn my wheel hard left to maybe try to get on the shoulder to get around, you know, the cars breaking yeah. the ball to pass on the shoulder because I know what's getting ready to hit us. And I had it all the way turned to the left and I'm still going straight. Wow. At that point, I think we're elevated off the ground just a bit. And the car was shaking like, you know, some like a monster had a salt shaker in his hand and was shaking it up and down. <laughs> And like I said, when I had that wheel turned hard to the left and we're still going straight as an arrow, I'm like, okay, we're at the bottom of a tornado. Wow. Unfortunately, at that point, it wasn't touching down. It was going over us, but, you know, it wasn't touching down necessarily, or we would have been swept away like Dorothy. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. And yeah, I said, that's one bit of proof. The second bit of proof is uh, there's the radio station called q95 and you maybe some of our listeners uh, may have heard there's a famous duo called bob and tom they oh, have yeah. been there forever and mm-hmm. i think one's retired and i think the other's still doing it well bob and tom's studio is near fall creek and their tower got knocked down of course by the hurricane wow. in the next morning and that's exactly tornado hurricane tornado was it a hurricane I say hurricane, I mean tornado, sorry. Tornado, okay, okay. okay. I, I just wasn't Living sure. in Florida, you know, I kind of... <laughs> right, that's true, that's true, that's no, true. Tornado. And they're in Fall Creek. Yeah. And their antenna got knocked down. And the next morning, I'm listening to the show, and they got people calling in like, hey, who are you guys? We've never heard you. We, we just, you know, we you mentioned the number to call in, and, you know, it's long distance for us. And Bob and Tom are like, wait a minute, where are you calling from? Detroit, Michigan, because the tower was knocked down shooting straight up towards Michigan wow. and people were getting the signal that had never heard it before because really was demolished. This and tornado like, created a new radio new station. Yeah. New markets. Like, and then, Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Yeah. So I feel like a, I'm a cat got nine lives, drove <laughs> through a tornado and uh, yeah, lived to tell. And then that's like you- a Mellencamp song. Drove through a tornado, sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> With Jack and Diane. Yeah, exactly. They're in the back seat on the that's, bench. That's two. That's two mentions of Jack and Diane in your podcast show. <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't even know anyone named Jack and you know or Diane. Uh, <clears throat> that so is yeah, wild. Um, it's it, you know, get back to Shelbyville, typical small town. Not a yeah. lot to do. I worked. Um, uh at walmart in summers in oh, high wow. school and college and uh, i mean literally 
I don't know about Cape Coral or Fort Myers, but we had like a loop when you were in high school with your car, you would right. basically cruise. The, oh, you nice. Know, and you go around, we had a circle downtown and go around the circle. Then you head, you know, down this street, then you go up this one to the end of the town, then loop around and back again. And that <laughs> you just go on, yeah. on the circuit, man. That's all you did. I think what the closest thing we had was Fort Myers beach. And we would go like drive down a stereo and like ha- anyone that had a cool car, like we would hop in their car and we would have the windows down and just kind of like wave at people or like say, Hey, what's up? Like, Oh yeah, cool. Good. And we would just like drive to the Hooters. There'd be nothing happening. And then just like chill in the parking lot for a little bit, but it wasn't like, like it, it was just, you know, there was nothing happening. People were standing in a circle like, Hey, what should we do? What should we do? Yeah. You know, same here. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, you know, yeah. I'd like to, to, in my mind say it was like American graffiti, but you know, it really wasn't. <laughs> uh, it was just a bunch of, you know, small town hicks running, driving around in a circle. Um, yeah. Driving through fields, you know, waving aluminum baseball bats and shooting basketballs. <laughs> you know, I, I get it. I, at the same you're, time. You're really painting. Yeah, exactly. You're painting the picture for me here. In fact, you know, um, this brings up uh, the next segment. Uh, you know, if we want to check out Shelbyville, we want to go to Indiana. Uh, uh, this next segment is called uh, which airport do do do. So which airport uh, are we, uh, are we traveling to? And uh, you know, t- can you tell us about like any like sure. fun, fun about the airport? It, it was just, you mentioned it. Uh, you told me before we started recording that it was uh, mentioned as one of the best airports in the country. It was renovated about 10 years ago. Is in Indianapolis, probably, right? Yeah. Indianapolis okay. international airport. Remember you, might remember the Fort Myers S R S W South regional Southwest was, do you remember before they renovated that it was like dark, dank, a lot of carpeting. The Indianapolis airport was the same thing and they renovated and and the one here in Fort Myers is, is pretty nice too. uh, Now, you know, and similar to that, Indy had just tons of glass. So it's very airy, open, Mm. um, bright, um, in tornado area i don't understand that might be a big <laughs> risk <laughs> yeah seriously but uh no it was uh i think it had its 10th anniversary about a year ago and my brother who used to work for the county marion county which is the where indy is mm-hmm. um he said that it was still like ranked number one by some publication uh oh, airport neat. in the u.s as far as you know just looks and easy access easy to get in and out of um so it's a it's a really nice airport you know if you have to do a layover it's all kinds of good restaurants and um yeah it's it's got this sign indy indy uh-huh, and right. a lot of people when they um land they pose with it it's kind of become somewhat of a landmark at the airport um oh, and they have uh, around indy 500 time that's another thing i don't okay, know if yeah. your other uh i don't remember hearing anything about the 500 mentioned in your other two um we podcasts. did mention it and lauren clark loves it and then uh, Kate Huffman uh, doesn't want anything to do with it because she grew up close to the uh, track. Speedway? Oh, the speedway I can area. understand. I can understand. I mean, it's a complete madhouse in I mean, that area. Yeah. Is it like, May. you know, and so, okay. So the airport is like, you know, good, clean, renovated, it's nice place. But Shelbyville is southeast of Indy. Do you guys yeah. have your own little airport there? Yeah, we got one of those little, you know, airports where it takes just uh you know single engine planes or planes that have you know propellers and and not jets necessarily i, I don't i mean i don't know if yeah. it's for business or the super wealthy flying you know um, fort myers had a small one if you're pagefield that's right yeah pagefield but so when uh it's race week are these uh who who fills up race week uh, because i'm thinking all right you got this great airport is it a bunch of people from across the world, across the country coming in? Or are most of the people at the 500 uh, Indiana locals? And I would say probably half to over half for locals. It is such a big deal. Really? You know, we talked about basketball, but it's a single event. They call it the greatest spectacle in racing. It just yeah. had its 105th anniversary. It's been around, I mean, think about 105 years ago. They were like just past Model T's when they started this race. I think that's when the Fast and the Furious franchise started, actually. <laughs> Yeah, they're think, on number. They're on 105 now, I think, aren't they? Yeah, yeah new one? Much. I saw that. I saw that uh, opening weekend. It is in. It's. 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 Uh, it's you. What you need to do to enjoy that? Sit in the front row and put your hands up the whole time because it's a wild roller coaster ride. 
I've heard it's it's uh, as far as that franchise, it's one it holds up with some of the better ones. Uh, the reviews so far are pretty good. It's it's everything you want. It's campy. It's tacky. They break the fourth wall. It's it's Matrix meets Spice World meets <laughs> yes, exactly meets uh, Star Wars. Yeah, Whoa. it's wild. It's crazy. Um, That's cool. Um, it, so yeah, Indy so, is- so yeah, tell me about race week. Yeah, I've been to the 500, I think just two or three times in my life. Um, there's a waiting list to get really, and that place holds, you know, over a thousand, you know, a hundred thousand people. It's, it's huge. And, um, you know, when they didn't have it last year in 2020, right. they had it later and not in, on Memorial weekend. It was like, I think September, October, and nobody was allowed in except for the crews wow. and the racers. And that's the first time probably I didn't even follow didn't watch it didn't listen i i just it was just weird you know it wasn't the same time of the year but it it just makes everybody memorial day in their minds around the country it's like the unofficial start of summer but yeah. in indiana that just like takes it to the next level because you're getting psyched for the race and i was just thinking today pete that i don't watch indie cars you know the whole you know just like nascar there's a whole series of races right when right. i watch the 500 in indy like I mean, I, I'm such a big fan and I'm watching every lap and, and it's, 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 it's interesting. I think it's just because you've grown up with it, yeah. you become accustomed to it. Uh, it's tradition. Um, but yeah, when you go there, it's, it's packed with humanity and uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's centered. It's kind of like Wrigley field in Chicago. It's in okay. like a residential area. So these people wow. basically that live there, they, they rent out their front yards for parking. Like, yeah, wow. you can park right, you can park right next to my bird bath for $50 in my front <laughs> yard, and you only have wow. to walk like a half a block. Um, amazing. That's it, it's that's an, amazing. It's a scene in itself. Let me tell you, it's it's crazy. Um, but when you're there, unless you're on one of the corners, one of the turns, all you see is because boom, boom, boom. <laughs> they're going 220 miles an hour, so it's like a blur wow. if you're on a straightaway and they go by you you really can't see much that's why if you watch any of the race on tv you'll notice so many fans have headsets on or listening because they sometimes don't even know you yeah know, what happened in the crash on the other part of the track because the track is two and a half miles it's huge yeah they have a, uh, they have a uh, golf course in the middle of the track Oh, so that's what I was going to, a golf course inside the track. That's what I was going to ask. Is there, is there anybody in the infield yes, there? They have, uh, and the, is, some, have you ever had any interest in doing that? Uh, or, yes or no? Is that a yes, fun when time? when I was younger. Now I'm older. No. <laughs> <laughs> the debauchery yeah. that uh, happens oh, in the, imagine. it's like what happens in the infield stays in the infield, brother. It's like <laughs> Vegas in Indy for that weekend. Um, that's yeah, amazing. that's, uh, it's, it's pretty wild. And from what I've heard, I think my younger brother did one weekend there in the infield. Um, but yeah, it's, it's total debauchery. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, all right. I'm going to get you out of here. Uh, just two more things. So you, <laughs> I, I imagine the debauchery in the infield of the Indy 500 is crazy. I wonder if any uh, pe- people have to get shipped out of there and end up, you know, or die there and in the drunk tank yeah or you know if someone passes away you actually have was it you smelled a dead person or you were you mentioned earlier i was working uh was this was this like was the movie goonies based off of you like hey you want to see a a dead guy (laughs) i see dead dead body Yeah, yeah, exactly. M Night Don. Yeah, yeah. You're you're almost like Forrest Gump in how <laughs> you were involved in this book in this great part of like Indiana history. Yep. Then you know, <laughs> then you were through. You went through this incredible tornado. Tornado. Yep. Yeah. And, and then well, and all that just to smell a dead body. What happened? Yes. So the same time I was working in Jasper, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone that follows professional baseball, that is the hometown of Scott Rowland, who played. He was rookie of the year for the Phillies in '97. Played for nice. the Cardinals, uh, Toronto Blue Jays, Reds. Uh, he played baseball there. Um, that's kind of our claim to fame in Jasper. I was awesome. working at a TV station there, and in the courthouse. There was, you know, when you're working in TV or radio news, you're basically like a ambulance chaser. So I hear on the yeah. scanner, you know, everyone's rushing towards the courthouse. And so we go there and then the basement, it's kind of a sad story. Yeah. He turns out the custodian 
who was kind of mentally, you know, handicapped. He wasn't sure. all there. I guess he was really depressed and wanted to end it all, wow. but he was thoughtful and he didn't want to leave a mess for everyone else. That so is such he- a custodian. What a custodian. <laughs> he's like, he's thinking, who's gonna, <laughs> who's gonna, who's gonna clean this up? This is my job. <laughs> what the I don't think I've ever had anyone put it that way. <laughs> of course. He's like, he's like, oh, there's who's gonna clean this up? I'm the guy. <laughs> I was thinking more of being nice to whomever would come in, but you're right. He's the guy. Who else? He's is the, the judge of the circuit court gonna clean this up? Who's gonna sprinkle sawdust over me? <laughs> <laughs> Clean it up. <laughs> oh, this we can go. Oh, we uh, can definitely do a, a routine on. <laughs> wait, it's not over yet. You got more material coming. Get ready. I, no, I can't. So yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy <laughs> again didn't want to be uh, troubled anybody, so he pulled a candy machine oh, no. away from the wall because he knew there was like a a shell or like a storm fall or fallout shelter or something. Yeah. Wow. You know, crawl space essentially behind the the um candy machine so he gets in that crawl space and he pulls the machine from in from the crawl space back it's on like a on a laminate or on a you know on a tile floor so it can move yeah. easily and pulled it back in front of the hole wraps himself inside a hefty bag and blows his brains out oh my god so oh my nobody God. knew about this. like what happened to George the custodian? Haven't seen he hadn't been here for a few days. And then, so somebody goes to get a Snickers, and they're like, "Whoa, Snickers got a strong odor to it." It's like, yeah, very spicy, very spicy. And then oh, you know, no. later, someone gets a Three Musketeers, like, "Whoa, wow, light oh, a match." No. Uh, and so they kind of let their nose do the the investigating for them, Jeez. and they follow the scent. And this is a long hallway. Think about like a, a, a big high school and you open the, the double doors and you like John Mayer mentioned opening double doors. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's <laughs> it. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and running through double doors in high school. And so this was like two or three days later that they found him. Wow. And so the crawl space and the candy machines way at the other end, I opened these double doors and it was like, boom. Like somebody Whoa. punched me in the face with the odor. It was so strong. And someone's like, what does decaying humans smell like? What? And I'm like, spicy. Wow. It's just like some kind of spice. And once you smell it, wow. you you just, you never, they say some of your people's biggest or strongest memories are from, from scents or odors. And I'm telling you, Pete, that was just like, it was intense. You, know? you were the it, one that discovered him, though? No, no, I wasn't. But okay. I was there shortly afterwards. So wow. that the body was still there and the odor. It was just like I said, a super long hallway. Think of like 15 classrooms long in the yeah. high school. And that far away, opened the double doors at the other end. It was like, boom, like the wow. odor just knocked me back. And yeah, kind of a, a spicy smell. And it's just you know, I can't really explain it, but if I were ever to smell it again, I immediately would be able to identify it because it just, wow. it's a, it was a sad story. I, yeah, you know, short time I was in radio and TV news in Indiana, there are some crazy things that took place. There was a murder suicide in that same town wow. where the parents were separated and the father broke into the house, busted the window. This is before, well, some had cell phones. This is 98, but before yeah. it became really commonplace. And he cut the the line for the um for the uh landline. Landline the, phone, yeah. Yeah. And he went in and he he murdered they had a 12-year-old, I think a 10-year-old and like a four-year-old. That wow. couple were his from this woman, and then a couple of the kids were the woman's kids from a previous marriage. And he went in the house and he killed all them and blew his brains out. She got out, ran to the neighbors. And it was like helicopters from Louisville, Indianapolis, Chicago. I mean, the news crews, for this was a pretty big story. And I was actually wow. the first one on the scene because I lived in this town. And my I had the first footage of the local district attorney came out of the house. And I, you know, he was crying. And Jeez. I mean, was, yeah. That's just, wild. 
Yeah. And then great, I great. Yeah. Put that on a postcard for Indiana. Oof. Yeah. Jasper. Yeah. <laughs> come to uh, smell the dead bodies. Well, oh, uh, before but I'm going to get you out of here on the, this last segment, we haven't really been talking too much about Shelbyville, but just Indiana at large. Uh, Lots of deer. Lots of deer. One last thing. One good thing. So if you're, if I find myself in Indiana or any, you know, Jasper, Shelbyville, Indianapolis, mm-hmm. any of these places that uh, you've called home, what a, what's one thing that I should know, or, you know, a, an attitude that I should have sure. or uh, a place to see maybe, or one thing that sticks out that, you know, is uh, maybe like a local thing. Well, maybe not tangible, but you know, there, we, you talked about Hoosier. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't mention the story I heard about Hoosier. You mentioned yeah, it your tell me podcast. Your, yeah. Well, tell me your Hoosier story. Of course, you know me, P. It's going to be more of a funny one. So apparently <laughs> yeah, sure. way back in the day, somebody was in their house, Ma and Paul Kettle, who, by the way, are from Indiana. Those, if you, this goes way back to a movie series um, in the, like the forties and someone was knocking at the door and somebody in the house was like, who's there? And the person outside said, Hoosier, who's there? Oh. Hoosier. And that stuck. That's no truly, really? uh, yeah, like a legend myth type of thing in Indiana. Yeah, that's you know that is like how. That's like a, a dad joke becoming a fact. You know, like yeah, that's, becoming real life. That's that's again. That's one of the stories that goes with Hoosier because nobody really knows why Indiana is not in Indiana. Like in, a person from Illinois is an Illinoisan, yeah. um, Ohioan. Um, but in Indiana, it's a Hoosier. So that's Hoosier. just one crazy. Who's there? Who's, Who's there? there? Who's there? Who's there? Yeah, oh, I Hoosier. can see it. Okay, it's stuck. Um, All right. So when I get there, I got to call everyone a Hoosier. Got to make sure, you know. And- Hoosier hospitality. We have a Ho- saying, Hoosier hospitality. And that's one thing I love, I love about being in Southwest Florida versus I live three years on the east side of Florida is just mm. a lot more Midwesterners. And you and I think, was it yeah. Katie, were talking about mm-hmm. why so many from Ohio, Indiana come to the Gulf Coast for vacation or become you know residents down here yeah it's i've heard a few theories actually i've heard one theory and it makes a lot of sense it's just geography you go down i-65 you hit i-75 you're already on that side of the state people that end up on the east side of florida are typically more northeasterners because they go down 95 i mean i know it sounds really simple but it's just because you just take the highway and in Midwest, I-65, I think in Atlanta terms, you can hit I-75 around there, and that ends up on the West Coast, like Sarasota, Tampa, Fort Myers, Naples. Other side, you take a 95, which goes all the way down the East Coast, you know, through like Philly and through um, North Carolina, South Carolina. A lot of those people who move to Florida end up on the East Coast because that's that's just where it takes them. That's just, yeah, that's where the road takes you. It's where the, the wave drops you off. That's it's, wild. Yeah, it's simple, I believe but that. I've heard that from a few people. And that's why I like being in the Southwest because there are a lot of Midwesterners. And I find that, you know, a good stereotype that they're a little more laid back, easygoing, yeah. uh, easy to work with, more honest. I've done some sales <laughs> here. Uh, we were talking before <laughs> we went on the air of uh, sales here in Southwest Florida. And a lot of the unscrupulous people, salespeople in shysters i've dealt with have not been from the midwest i'll i'm i'll just leave it at that I'm gotta trust those midwest people well if i do find myself in the midwest uh in, in around shelbyville indianapolis uh in anywhere in indiana what's you know what are some things that check I should... out the speedway there's actually okay, a, speedway. a tour of the speedway um and is there like a museum, museum in there yep, oh really a museum uh with some of the old cars and if you like cars and racing it's kind of cool to see that um nice. let's see in indiana what else uh well check I out mean, the fields big fields, yes, big corn fields. <laughs> they say yeah, they say in indiana about corn yeah in july 4th you say knee high but Jil- gotta be knee high by the 4th of july you got a good <laughs> crop coming knee high by the 4th of july is there a a particular time of year that is best to visit fall fall i that's one thing about being here in florida especially southern florida there's no season changes Mm -hmm. as you know we get a little little milder in the winter which is great you know and that's why i moved down here i just after 30 years up there i just get tired of the snow and the ice and the freezing rain of the winters now i totally understand why people are snowbirds because they're up there in in the the best time which is the summer into the fall but fall when the leaves are changing 
southern Indiana, down by Bloomington, where you went to IU camp and where mm-hmm. I went to school, lots of the leaves turn orange and red. And it's, it's just phenomenal because you don't see that here in, in the southern states. Um, crispy evenings, a lot of like, yeah. you know, bonfires, cookouts, hay rides. I know they have again, like apple of, picking or like apple. They're apple. There are some apple okay. orchards in Illinois okay. and Indiana. And people, yeah, when I was a kid, we went to a couple orchards, you know, picked apples. Literally, you just go out it's not like a guided tour you just go out into the fields and bring back what you want and they'll charge you whatever and oh then cool. you're off so yeah uh fall i miss i really do winters oh. i don't miss at all i know i snow is pretty yeah and it's great to look at but i just you know driving on ice driving on snow walking in it and just no, i was like you. done um but yeah i see why snowbirds do what they do i would love to live that life you know be up there <laughs> in the summer and fall be here in florida in the winter Um, good gig if you can get it i guess i know yeah well i'm gonna pack my bags and head to indiana in the fall that sounds it sounds lovely sounds like a great scene uh it's beautiful in the fall the campus iu oh Oh, yes i remember how beautiful that campus was even in the summertime i was like wow this is great and it was all built to last like like it felt like brick it was built it was like limestone there's a bunch of limestone quarries south of um, bloomington called Uh uh, bedford and Again, this this is for those that are really deep in IU basketball history. Uh, Damon Bailey, who played for IU and was drafted by the Pacers, but I don't think he played a minute because he had some really bad knees. Um, he grew up there. A lot of limestone, and they built most of the IU buildings with limestone, and it was actually during the Great Depression. Wow. Um, FDR had the Federal Works Program, where basically they had jobs where people could get work, but it was also helping the 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 united states you mm. know building like courthouses so it's kind of helping everybody it gave them jobs but the end result would be something that would last a long time a lot of i use buildings were built through the wpa program so they're ancient you know 30s 40s but you know they're just they're beautiful and if you're at iu um something called the sample gates is like yeah. an entrance to uh the campus that's kind of famous um everyone poses there if iu alum you know, get married or get engaged. They always pose in front of the sample gates. Um, That's amazing. Going back to Mellon camp, the indoor facility, I think you, during camp, uh-huh. our soccer camp, a lot of times if it's a rain out or whatever, they go inside their indoor facility and that's John Mellon camp center. Really? Uh, donated the money for that. Yeah. So he's got a building. Cubans, Mark Cuban's Cuban has got a, a building. building. Yeah. Cause he's an IU alum. Wow. He's from Pennsylvania. It's funny. He's from Pennsylvania where my wife is from, but he went to IU, which is where I went to school. And then of course he's made a home in Dallas, but yeah, Cuban, um, trying to think, Oh, Kevin, um, uh, he was in fish called Wanda in the big chill, not Costner. The other one, Kevin, uh, Hart. Kevin Hart. (laughs) Now, anyway, I I always space that in his name, but he was in fish called Wanda and the big chill, he was in, uh, gosh, a lot of movies in the 80s and 90s. But Kevin always, Klein. Yes, he's an IU graduate. Yeah, Kevin, really? Yeah, All right. he went to IU, went to their uh, their school there for acting. Uh, ever heard of the instrumental song called Green Onions by Booker T and the MGs? Um, I know you check have. It out. Yeah. <laughs> Booker T, the main uh, driving force behind that group, uh, went to IU. Man. Uh, oh, the guy who played the Bionic Man back in yeah. the day. Uh, that actor Lee Majors went to IU for like a year and played football and then he transferred, I think, somewhere else. So we've had a lot of a lot of famous alumni. Sage Steele from ESPN. Oh, she's, not alumni. she's great. A storied history of amazing Indian alumnus. And you soccer. are one of them, coach. So thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Uh, this has no been problem, Pete. absolutely wonderful. It's been fun. Before we leave, I have to ask, uh, I have to say thank you to uh, production team Mike, Gina, Justin Collier. Collier, we, who we know, who we both know, Kelvin, Dawn, Susie, Lindsay, Peter, Allison P, Kevin, and Lauren S. And uh, Coach, uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And uh, uh, thanks for bringing us around Indiana. Thank you. No problem. Uh, I didn't think it'd be that interesting, but I guess <laughs> we made it work. And shout out to you, Collier, if you're listening. We That's go right. back as well. <laughs> uh, Floridians, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time.